Hey guys, welcome back to the Young and Curious Podcast. My name is Mo Mustafa, and I'm going to be your host today. This is going to be a serious deep dive into 2021. It is going to be a full year recap with store times and juicy details about everything that went wrong. Welcome to episode 2 of Young and Curious, and let's get started. First, before I continue with the rest of this podcast, I obviously have to acknowledge the fact that it's been two years since we've made another episode. I know, for new listeners, they're probably like, what the fuck? I just started listening to this podcast. What's going on? Um, So I started Young and Curious in 2020, early 2020. So it's been like a year and a half, almost two years now that we're filming episode 2. And I know a lot of people are like, you stopped your podcast at episode one? Yes. Okay. A lot happened. We were super ambitious. We had all these episodes planned. We had all these things that we wanted to do. And then COVID hit. And then school hit. And then exams hit. And then one thing led to another. And we decided, okay, we can't keep putting our hopes up because we kept trying to restart and relaunch the podcast. And we were like, we need to just give it a break. We need to come back when we're ready. And we need to literally do this when we know for a fact it'll be successful. So we had to wait a really long time. But here we are. We said, what's a better time to relaunch it than new year, new podcast, new me, new us. You know what I mean? So here we are relaunching the podcast, trying to stay consistent and relaunching season one of Young and Curious. Okay, enough of that. Now that I've explained that we're coming back and, you know, we're in our groove and we're so sorry for leaving you guys at episode one. Episode two, we're going to be talking about 2021. I'm going to be just really casual with you guys. You know, it's my episode back. I just want to ease into it. You know, nothing too serious, but there will be a few juicy story times, okay? Unfortunately, our co-host, Ranim, could not make it with us. Um, She is just working her ass off on some of these exams, finishing off the school year. Um, You guys are listening to this next year, um, so 2022, but currently it's um 2021, um, end of the year. So she's, you know, working on some exams and she's working really hard, but it's okay. She'll be at the next episode, so no worries. Um, But today, yes, let's get into it. We're going to be talking about everything. I'm going to be telling you guys how I got scammed by the internet. I'm going to be telling you guys about 2021, my thoughts, my New Year's resolutions. What am I trying to get into? What am I trying to keep in 2021? What am I trying to take with me? Also, I feel like I talk a lot, like I talk, not a lot, (laughs) not I talk a lot, I do talk a lot, but I feel like I talk very fast. And now that I have a podcast, I feel like a lot of people have DM'd me from the first episode and they're like, Mo, please slow down. Like, I love you, but you talk so fast, I can't keep up. And I'm sorry, I think it's like a coping mechanism from my childhood. Like, I grew up with seven siblings, okay? And I grew up in an ethnic household. So, like, if I didn't say everything on my mind in 2.5 seconds, then I would be interrupted and no one would have to hear my point out. You know what I mean? So, I'm always fearful that someone's going to interrupt me, even though I'm the only one talking, okay? I'm going to try my best to slow down. Let me take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath, okay? But let's get started in today's episode. First, I'm going to talk about everything that went well. You know, let me start with, like, the good, right? Let me start with the positive. Let me talk about everything that went well in 2021. This should be a very short list, okay? 2021 was a very rough year, okay? It's my senior year of high school. Um, It was the end of my junior year of high school, which was completely online thanks to COVID, and it was, like, the worst experience of my life. I was so depressed because my whole entire junior year of high school was completely online. I did not step a single foot into my high school except to take my ACT exam. I literally did not attend school for almost two years straight because of COVID. And I know that that's very relatable to a lot of other students, but I know how a lot of you guys feel, especially if you were online for that long. 
you get really depressed because you know the thing that keeps you grounded in school is your friends is social social hour i guess um and not being able to be social especially as an extrovert was like super deteriorating to my mental health so a con definitely covid i mean we can all obviously relate covid got i mean it's still happening it's not even over yet but i mean at least it's not as bad in the sense that like you know, we're online, we can't go out, we can't go to restaurants, we can't hang out, you know, at least now some of the restrictions have been lifted. And so you can travel and ABC and D, even though you should be vaccinated and, you know, take obvious, obvious precautions to stay safe um, and protect you and your family, blah, 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 a lot of da, da, da. Um, but a lot of things went well. I hit a million followers on TikTok earlier this year in February. I um, did my first stand up comedy this year, which was so scary. Let me talk about that. Let me get into that. Because that was so scary, you guys. I did my first stand-up comedy at the University of Cincinnati. It was terrifying. It was literally so scary. I remember, you know, trying to create this script. I had a month and a half, almost two months to create, you know, my stand-up comedy, to create the special. So I had to obviously write jokes, you know, um, create the whole comedy special in literally two months. That's not something easy, especially when it's your open mic, which means it's my first comedy special. Um, and then to... to to do that in front of a bunch of people, the, it was over like, I think a thousand people were there. I think it was like 700 to a thousand people. Um, and for that to be your open mic is very, very scary. Obviously, I'm very grateful, but I think that the expectations were a little bit higher because um, a lot of people in the crowd knew me from social media. Um, and there were some of you guys, you know, were there. Some of my supporters were there. So I, they had a lot of high expectations. So like failing was just like not an option for me. Okay. So I literally was just like doing the stand up comedy and I cannot be scared of anything after that. That literally, like, scared me to shit. Like, it scared me to my bones. I was so terrified. But it was such an amazing experience because I learned so much about what I'm capable of. You know, I really stepped out of my comfort zone. And that's what 2021 was about for me. Like, with that stand-up comedy, I stepped out of my comfort zone. And I learned so much about my interests. Like, I learned that I really like comedy. And, like, all of my content on TikTok, all of my content on YouTube, if you guys follow me um, on TikTok or on YouTube or ABC and D, you know that a lot of my comedy is, like, very dialogue-y. Like, ABC, co conversational, you know, one, two, three. Like, very, like, it's not, like, me using sounds. It's not, like, me, like, you know, doing, like, trends on tiktok it's usually me giving story times me doing rants me telling you guys about what's going on my day-to-day -day basis because it's just me talking about my life and like i have the scariest life like i'm literally live in a horror movie and everyone looks at me and like no one believes me until the people in my life literally tell them the people in my life tell me every day you literally are living in a movie because my life is actually crazy and it's not just my life it's my cousin's lives it's my sister's lives my brother's lives our lives, I think, were literally cursed because the craziest shit will happen to me and I will go to social media to document it and there will be people like, believe me, and some people will be like, there's no way that happened. I'm like, I literally need to start recording shit because my life is actually crazy. The shit that happens to me, I'll be on FaceTime with my friends or my family and the things will happen on FaceTime and I'll be like, did you hear that? Did you see that? And they'll be like, no, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, wow. what? Like, wow. I was um, walking out of school one day and the security guard had seen me wear my kofia. If you don't know what kofia is, it's a traditional Palestinian scarf. Um, and I was wearing it on my head because um, I did this thing um, earlier this year called kofia week where I wanted to demonstrate my solidarity with Palestinian people because I'm Palestinian. Um, and so I wore kofia every single day to school uh, for the whole week. And so I wore different colors, different outfits, and I made like a whole video about it. It was really fun. 
And um, obviously, the security guard sees me every day. So they see that I don't wear the kofia every day, but they see me this week wearing it every day. So he stopped me and he was like, hey, um, I don't mean to sound rude or anything. Mind you, let me preface this. I was on FaceTime with my friend at the time. So like I was expecting them to hear this conversation. Anyways, so the security guard is like, hey, I don't mean to like sound offensive or like I, I don't mean to like overstep my boundaries, but... Is there like is that like required? Are you like required to wear that? Because like I've seen you wear that sometimes, but sometimes you don't wear it, and I don't know if it's like part of the guidelines. He, this is word for word what he said. I'm not sure if it's part of the guidelines or like I'm not sure if like that's part of the rules. But like I, I've seen you like not wear it sometimes. Is that like okay? Now obviously he sounds very ignorant, but I know that his intentions weren't to be like offensive. So like I didn't like obviously curse him out or whatever. I just explained to him. Well, no, this is a cultural scarf. It's not religious. It's not you know. Um, anything like that. It's not obligated for me to wear a headscarf. It's not a hijab. It's a kofiya. It's cultural, not religious. And I explained to him the difference. And he was like, oh, okay, uh, thanks. I don't think he got it even after I explained it. But like, I tried my best. But it's like things like that that will happen on FaceTime. And my friends are literally not paying attention. And I'll literally pick up my phone. And I'm like, did you hear that? Did you just hear what happened? And they're like, no, what what happened? Oh, really? And it just guts me. What what happened on FaceTime that one time? I'm trying to remember. I think I was in the grocery store. Um, oh my God. Wait, wait, it's coming to me. Where was I? And this lady asked like the dumbest question. Oh, I was at school. I was on campus. Yes, I went to Starbucks. I went to the Starbucks on my campus. I had just got there. Usually I'll grab like a drink or like a sandwich or whatever. And I'm really good friends with the barista there. She's super sweet. Um, like literally the nicest person ever. And I'll always say hi to her. She knows me by name because I like actually introduced myself, which is like something that like college students don't do because they're literally so antisocial. Um, and so I was like, you know, whatever, I'm talking to her and I'm getting my drink and she goes, Hey Mo, do you mind if I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, um, I was born in, uh, in Ohio. She was like, no, like, where are you from from? And I was like, oh, I actually live like down the street. Like I live in like another d different city. And she was like, no, like where are you like, you know, originally from? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Palestinian. And she was like, oh, where's that? I was like, it's like a country in the Middle East. It's sandwiched in between the Mediterranean Sea. It's somewhere, you know, next to Jordan, you know, it shares a border with Jordan, Syria, um, and it's like really close to Egypt. I'm trying to like geographically explain to her where Palestine is. My friend is on the phone. My friend Ayan is literally on the phone as I'm telling this barista what's going on. And she looks at me and goes, oh, wait, do you mean Israel? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I, I mean Palestine. And th this isn't even the story. The story's not done yet. She continues to say, oh, is your dad a doctor? And I was like, no, my dad's not a doctor. He, um, he's a business, like a businessman. I think, you know, he owns businesses. And she was like, oh, I just thought your dad would be a doctor. I was like, no, I, I don't know why you would think that. She was like, well, you know, all Arabs become doctors. And I was like, well, not, not really. And she's like, well, are you studying to be a doctor? And I was like, no, actually, I, I'm not. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, like as if she didn't believe that I wasn't studying to be a doctor. Mind you, this is all happening on the phone. Like, I'm literally baffled that this is happening, not because I'm offended, but just because it was like such a weird conversation to take place. And so I'm like, okay, well, have a good day. And she's like, okay, doctor. I'm like, does she think that all Arabs like grow up to be doctors and lawyers? Like, I know my parents wish I'm a doctor, but like, what? it was just such a weird conversation. I definitely didn't expect it to come from her, but... It's just, like, things like that that will literally happen on FaceTime that literally just put my life is literally a movie. Like, the dumbest things happen. And my friends are always there to witness it, but they never pay attention. So now, like, every time I'm on FaceTime, I'm, like, listening to every fucking word I'm saying. Excuse my language. But because I I, I know some dumb shit's going to go down. 
But yeah, like I'm saying, this year has been filled with roller coasters, all the blessings, all the curses, all the pros and cons. But I stepped out of my comfort zone time and time again. I started making content that I've never made before. I started, you know, really pushing myself to try new things. Like even when it came down to the basic things, like I, I would try to like, you know, change my style. If I go to a, a store, I would like have my sister pick out a few different things for me because I wanted to change up my style. I wanted to change up everything. I wanted to like really just kind of like evolve as a person, you know? And that sounds so cheesy and corny, but I think that it was like that because I've been doing so much traveling and I'm so blessed to be able to do traveling and do what I love to do, like stand-up comedy and, and be able to go to different events and meet different creators and do video shoots and stuff like that. It's, it's really a blessing. And honestly, I'm so thankful um, to, to all of those things to be able to like, you know, come to life this year. Um, but I think the traveling this year has literally changed me and it was really, really a different experience. Like I'm, I cannot describe to people how from January of 2021 to December of 2021, those 12 months have completely changed who I am as a person. Like I'm not the same person. If you spoke to me January of 2021, earlier this year, and you spoke to me right now, you would notice the biggest change, especially if you spoke to me 2020, because I, I'm literally not the same person I was. And I I, I literally am, am thankful for that because obviously changing for the better but the traveling that i've done has helped that i've met new people i've met so many amazing people let me guys let me tell you guys a story um recently i was invited to go to this event in chicago and it was just so much fun i was obviously so excited um i was going to be um hosting an event um it was a three-day convention and then i was going to be on a multiple different panel discussions and i was super excited because i was like this is like the first time that i'm going to host an event so i'm like you know you know, trying to get in my um, host brain. I'm really trying to go for it. And I'm like, I'm ready for it. So I was picking out outfits and everything. And I, I get to Chicago and I get to my hotel room and there was like a chauffeur. It was like very, very formal. It was an amazing experience. I had private dinner lounges. It was like very fancy. Okay. Very, uh, very not me. Very rich people stuff that I'm not used to because I'm not rich. And that's not stuff that I do. Like I'm not used to you know, private dinner lounges and chauffeurs. I'm used to, like, my mom taking me to school and, like, eating whatever my mom cooks. Like, you know, it was very different experience, okay? But obviously, if you have the opportunity to be spoiled, what's wrong with that? Let's, like, spoil yourself. So I'm like, okay, so it was me and my mom. And the last day that I was at this event, um, well, let me preface this. So the first day I'm at the event, let me start there, right? Because you guys don't know what's going on. I can't really explain a lot about the event because I don't really want to get into it. Um, if you guys follow me on social media, you probably know where I was, but I'm just not going to get into it because it was it's a really long story. But, um, okay, so the first time at this event, it's in Chicago, um, I am in the Starbucks, and I run into this girl, and she's holding, like, a bunch of coffees, and I'm, like, helping her hold it, and she looks me in the eyes, mind you, this is, like, two minutes before Starbucks closes, and I literally debated going in, I was like, should I go to Starbucks, and my mom was like, yeah, just go, 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 go give me a coffee, I'm like, okay, so I go to the, uh, the Starbucks, you know, I'm, I'm helping this girl, because I see her struggling, she's trying to pay with her credit card, but she's holding all these coffees, so I like helped her and I'm like, you know, here, let me, let me help you out. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. And she's like paying with her credit card and she, she didn't even have a chance to look up. So she literally has not made eye contact with me yet. So I'm holding her coffee and then she makes eye contact with me and she was like, oh my God, I know you, you're Mo Mustafa, you're from TikTok, I love your videos. And I was like, oh my God, like, okay. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, you know, like shut, I don't, I don't know what to say. I get very, very shy sometimes. So I was just like, yes, I'm Mo Mustafa or whatever. I'm like, what's your name? And she's like, my name is blank, blank, blank. I'm a, an attorney. I am 22 years old or whatever. She's like introducing herself. She's like, I literally love your videos so much. Like, you're literally so amazing. And I was just like, oh my God, like, that's crazy. 
like you know obviously that's insane you know she's very successful and we ended up actually like talking a lot over the weekend because i saw her at other events and i saw her at different panel discussions and we ended up running into each other a lot in the hotel and at the convention and um we you know we parted ways that night and then the last day i was there the third day that i was there um i was i was leaving my flight left at 7 p.m so i get up in the morning early to get my mom some breakfast and so i go downstairs and i see her sitting in the lobby and she was like mo mo and i was like oh my god hi what's up and she was like i'm actually about to leave to go to this museum and there's going to be a palestinian exhibit at this museum and we're going to be getting a private tour by this curator from spain i was like oh my god this is like some rich people shit like i'm not used to this so i was like how am i gonna say no to this like of course i want to go so um she was like okay okay just let me know if you're you're down we're about to leave in like 20 minutes i was like okay bet i'm like still in my pajamas at this point i ran upstairs i gave my mom her breakfast i'm like i'm leaving on this adventure okay i don't know where i'm going but one of my supporters just invited me to go to like a museum in chicago so i'm going um so uh i change i run downstairs i'm like okay i'm ready and I was like, are we taking an Uber? She's like, no, I have a friend that's going to drive us. I said, okay. So we get in this car and it's literally a minivan that's packed with like seven people. I have no idea who any of them are. They're all like grown adults. Mind you, we're driving to downtown Chicago to the museum. So this is like a 40 minute drive. And I'm like, this could either be like really awkward or these could be like really chill, woke people. So I'm sitting in like the middle seats um, and there's like girls in the back seats and a guy in the passenger seat and a girl driving. And everyone's introducing themselves. And everyone is, like, so well-established and cool. The guy in the passenger seat is, like, a filmmaker who traveled to New York City. And now he has a documentary coming out at PBS. I'm like, oh, my God, hello. Shout out to him. He was super awesome. And then the the lady in um, next to me is, like, a correspondent with Al Jazeera. And the lady that's driving is, like, this art curator thingy, Majigger. And she does stuff with, like, Al Jazeera. And, like, I don't even know. It was just, like, a, a bunch of really well-established people that like do what they do very well and i'm sitting here and i'm like hi my name is mo i make tiktoks and they all seem to like know each other um except for like a few of them um but most of them like knew each other or knew of each other you know because we were all going to this event we were all guests invited to speak at this event and so we're driving and we're having this amazing conversation and they're all like we know you like i've watched your videos like i know you i'm like oh my god that, that's crazy and, and i i was just like wow and um the guy that was a filmmaker i was like wait i think i've seen one of your films and it ended up i have i've seen one of his films on on instagram and we we're just ha- having this great good discussion i'm literally in this car in chicago being flown at this event with a group of random strangers going to a museum for a private tour like I, I literally was just like, what? Um, I became really good friends with them, and we, we, we literally had, like, the best time, and we end up going to this museum. Um, the past, the driver actually didn't end up going with us. She um, was just dropping us off, and she drove back. She was sweet enough to drive us, um, which was way out of her way, and she was super sweet for doing that. Um, but then she drove away, and we were just in downtown Chicago, and we're walking, and y'all, like, it, this was just the craziest day. Like, I literally cannot even, like... I can't even wrap my head around it, but very true story, okay? We're walking down, we're heading to the museum, and we see these people holding, like, a camera and a mic, and they have, like, all of these, like, a vegan products that they're making people try. They're doing, like, street interviews where they have people, like, review their vegan food. It was, like, a company. They were doing, like, a commercial, I guess. And so um, my friend was like, do it, do it. The girl that had invited me, my, one of the supporters that had invited me, who now is, like, one of my good friends, she was like, go do it. Like, get in the camera. Like, you know, just try it, I guess. Why not? I was like, okay. So I get in front of the camera. I'm like, hi, can I try something? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so they're recording me. And they're like, what do you think of this? And it was, like, sausage that was made from fungi. So it's, like, vegan sausage. And I'm literally trying it. And it tasted like rubber. It tasted so bad. It tastes like I was literally chewing tires. So <laughs> I literally felt like I was chewing tires. And I obviously can't be mean. Because, like, they're recording me. 
and I could have been honest, but I was like, okay, let me not like ruin these people's days. So I was like, hmm, you know, it's edible. And then they hand me dairy free cream cheese. Y'all, it tasted so bad. It tasted so bad. And then, mind you, these people did not know that I, you know, was on social media. And then my friend, um, the one that had invited me, let me call her Linda, okay? Linda, who had invited me. Um, she was like, oh, by the way, she's talking to the people who are recording me, um, the ones who are doing the street interview. She's like, by the way, he has, like, a million followers on TikTok. And they were like, what? So the girl looks me up on TikTok. She sees that I had followers. And she hands me this massive tub of vegan-free cream cheese. Mind you, my flight left at 7 p.m. that day. So I was like, I can't take this with me. They're going to, like, you know, they're going to take it away. So I was like, let me just, like, give it to one of the homeless people. So, like, we're passing by. We cross the street so I can give it to some homeless person. And this girl starts chasing me down the street. This girl is literally chasing me down the street. And she's screaming my name. Mo, Mo, Mo. And Linda, the girl who invited me, she's looking at me. She's like, dude, there's someone chasing you down the crosswalk. So I look behind me, and there's this girl. She looks around 20 years old. And she's like, Mo, Mo. So I stop, and I, I, I go towards her. I'm like, uh, yeah, do I know you? She's like, no, but I, I love your videos. You're so sweet. I was like, oh, shoot. And it was another one of my supporters. And she was like, I own this food truck. It's me, my mom, my sister. And we really, really want you to try our food. I'm like, oh, my God, bet. So... I was like, I can't go right now because I'm heading to the museum because we're about to be late for our private tour. But I'll, on my way back, I promise, I promise I'll go. She's like, are you sure? I said, yes, I promise. I, I won't miss it. So she goes back. She's like, okay, I, 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 you promise. Like, you better be back. I'm like, okay, bet. We go to the museum. Um, we met our private curator, um, who was the sweetest girl ever. Like, she was literally amazing. I love her so much. Um, and she was just amazing. She's a really good curator. Her job is to, like, to explain the exhibit to you and to make sure you understand it and to like introduce you to the whole aspect of it. And it was an amazing Palestinian exhibit. It was like very 3D and we, I, I love the whole entire um, experience. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I posted pictures with all the groups of people and like the whole thing. You, you probably, you know, you've probably seen it. Um, if you follow me on Instagram um, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Mufasa Maha, free plug. But um, yeah, so uh, we finished the exhibit. It was so much fun. And we're walking back towards like where we were so I can get an Uber and leave. Cause again, like I said, it was like around 4 PM this time. And my flight left at seven and I wanted to make sure I was there at time on time. Um, and so we're walking and they're like, do you guys want to grab coffee? And I was like, shoot, I totally forgot that I promised this girl that I'm going to go to her food truck. So I'm like running and I literally see them packing up the signs for their food truck. I'm like, oh my God. And I went to her and it was a mom and it was two girls and it was like their daughters. And it was like the one that had chased me down, um, down the road. She was like 22 years old. And then her younger sister, who was like 16 years old, closer to my age. And then their mom. And I'm, like, introducing myself to them, and the girls are, like, freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, can we get a picture? I'm like, yes, of course. And their food truck, by the way, their food is amazing. Um, and the mom starts tearing up, and she's talking to me, and she's just like, oh, like, uh, she has, like, a really thick accent. It was so cute. And she was just like, oh, my God, my daughters, they love your videos. Like, they always watch your videos, and it makes their day, and you're so funny. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I literally could not believe that it was happening. Like, I know that like people will comment under my videos. I love your videos or they'll DM me like, oh my God, I love your videos. Thank you so much. But to have someone, especially someone's like mom, say it to your face. I'm going to get emotional. Hold on. <laughs> I don't want to cry, but it was really like, it was a really, really humbling experience. Like really, because she was just the sweetest lady and they tried to give me free food. I was like, mm -mm, I'm going to pay for this. I made sure to pay and tip. Um, and their food was amazing. It was so good, y'all. I forget what their truck is called, but I follow them on Instagram. Um, if you guys want to go, um, check it out. They're literally amazing. I, they're in downtown Chicago. It's Halal Shawarma, I think. Their food was so, so, so good. And 
the owners are just so sweet and it's just a cause that you want to support like even if the food was like rubber i still would have shouted them out because they were just like the sweetest people ever but thankfully their food was really really good too so that doesn't hurt to help um and they're just like the sweetest people ever and then i i went home we packed flew back to um what's it called yeehaw ha and yeah that was a really good adventure i had in 2021 so that's something i'm thankful for um and it was like adventures like that you know it wasn't a trip. It wasn't a business trip. It literally felt like an adventure. And I learned so much. Like, I, I, I it humbled me. It, it made me, you know, really, like, want to connect with people. And I met so many people from so many different walks of life, you know. Um, and also just to be able to, like, really, you know, go into, like, the art realm of the world. Like, I got to see, like, the art aspect of the Palestinian movement. Like, going to this exhibit, I got to see how Palestinians fight for freedom in the excuse me the art world and like how the exhibit was just so it was very emotional like a lot of us walked out of that exhibit crying because it was just like a lot that we just like couldn't handle um and yeah like i feel like that that that's like what i'm talking about when i say i stepped out of my comfort zone 2021 like this year has been really crazy for all of us it's been really hard you know we've lost a lot of family members and a lot of friends and I've cut off a lot of people, but I've also met so many great friends and i struggled a lot earlier this year with like what am I going to do? Like, what's the next step? And I struggle with that still now. Like, as a creator, you know, I, I have a dream. You know, my goal in life is to have my own TV show. You know, I want to have a platform so that I can speak on issues I care about. You know, I, I want to to be that representation for people that I never had when I was growing up. Like, I never saw a Arab representation in the same way that people have today. And I want to be that for people growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be that representation. I also you know, want to have a platform to speak on issues that are, you know, close to my heart, because obviously there's a difference between Joe next door speaking about, you know, A, B, C, and D versus Selena Gomez speaking about ABC. Obviously it reaches more people. It's more influential. It's more impactful. And to be that impact is something that I strive to do, you know? And so, you know, I struggled a lot this year, like with how do I get to that stuff? Like what's the next level and putting a lot of pressure on myself, even though I'm only 17 years old and it, it hurt a lot because I felt like I was failing it, rather than focusing on my accomplishments and focusing on like you know what can i do i doubted myself a lot really i did i doubted my content doubted everything and it took me a long time to kind of just like come to um come to the conclusion that like everything i did brought me to this point you know so even if it was a mistake i'm still at this point you know what i mean even if my content was awful i'm still at this point and that's something that you can't take away from me you know what i mean and even right now i i struggle a lot and i i try to like not do that i try to um, humble myself and be like, no, like, you know, especially when I meet people that are like, oh my God, I love your videos. It, I'm like, okay, there's people that are enjoying your content. Like you are making a difference. You are making an impact. And sometimes I ask myself, am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? How do I do more? How do I, you know, like it's, I'm always asking myself, how can I improve? And sometimes it is stressful because it feels like when I don't improve, I feel like I hit like a blockade and it's like, how do I get over this? How do I get over the next obstacle? It's all very, very, you know, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. And I can sit here and yap, yap, yap all day about it. But it was a true, it was a true summarization of this year. Like 2021 has been a hurdle and I think we all climbed it together. I think we all went through a lot of shit, a lot of ups and downs. And you know what? It, there was a lot of really dark moments this year that we all went through. Uh, you know, we lost a lot of close people to us. But I think when it comes to friends, I think this year I, I've cut off so many toxic people. You know, like I said, I, I was completely online my junior year. And only three or four of my friends from school did I stay in contact with. Actually, only like one. I really only stayed in contact with like one friend. And all those people that I was like, oh my God, these are like my best friends. Like I love them forever. Like besties for life. Never reached out. Never asked if I was okay. Never, you know, said anything. Never said, oh my God, like congrats on, 
hitting this on TikTok, or whatever. Like, I'm not that I'm, you know, seeking their approval or want their validation or anything. It's just that it would be nice for them to have reached out. You know, it was only one friend. Um, shout out to her. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we've been good friends since seventh grade, and so it was it was a really eye opening experience. And I had to cut off a lot of people because I didn't want to give a piece of me to all these people who didn't respect me. You know what I mean? Because every time you give a piece of yourself to someone who doesn't value it you feel like something's missing because something is missing that piece that you gave to that person that's what's missing so you have to you have to take yourself back you have to give yourself some self-worth some self-respect and be like why am i giving myself giving my attention my time to all these people that don't respect it that don't value it so that was a lesson i learned and it was really hard. I'm still learning it. You know, it's it's not like these lessons are per, like you know defined. They're boundary boundaryless. What's the word? Boundaryless. 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 You guys get what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> but they don't have boundaries. You know, like these these lessons are always growing. I'm always learning them. I'm always learning more about them. So I just felt like I was blessed this year more than anything. You know and getting to meet the people i did getting to do what i love even though balancing balancing making content with going to school and being a full-time college student and going to high school and dealing with all that is very hard and i had to balance you know doing stand-up comedy and traveling and making content with being a full-time student and also having a social life was very hard but finding that balance also taught me so many lessons because you're never gonna succeed without going through hardship and this might all sound corny, but this is generally my experience. This is what I learned. I'm not reading a poster to you guys. Like I'm literally telling you guys about my experience. Like this is how I learned to grow. And you know, I, I I wish everyone gets that experience. I really hope everyone has the opportunity in their life to grow, you know, and, and to to just kind of like, I know, learn about themselves and learn to grow into themselves because it is a journey, you know. But yeah, I mean, I, I've struggled a lot. Because on social media, it's a very numbers game. You know, people are always stressing, like, you have to get this amount of followers. You have to get this amount of views. You have to get this amount of likes. And don't worry, I'll, I'll be making an episode soon about, like, the industry and, like, behind the scenes. Because I know that a lot of you guys have been asking, like, what's it like? What's behind the scenes? You know, the money aspect, the views aspect. What's the truth? I want to be an influencer. When in reality, it's, it's a lot more work and more passion behind it than people realize. Even though not a lot of people treat it that way. Personally, I learned a lot about myself this year. And this industry, even though it's it's what I truly want to do in my life, it's what I really want to go, my goal in life isn't to be an influencer. It's to make an impact. And the way that I have chosen in my life to find purpose, to make an impact, is by being a figure that people can look up to, to be a, a figure of representation for kids who look like me, kids from backgrounds like me. And even if you're not from a background like me, even if you're not, you know, look like me, I just, being someone who breaks boundaries who breaks that high tall glass ceiling as a metaphor is already in itself something that's worth showing to other people because even if you're not middle eastern even if you're not Arab, even if you're not palestinian even if you're not muslim being able to see me a person of color who is an immigrant a first generation immigrant and you know reaching a the highest point of an industry that's completely dominated by white men is a really big deal you know i i've talked to a lot of my followers through dm or on my discord if you don't follow my discord i'll leave it in the description um about like what it's like to be a person of color and a lot of them aren't Arab, a lot of them aren't you know muslim a lot of them are um from different walks of life but they're all people of color and some of them are white but 
you know, they're immigrants themselves or um, their parents are immigrants or, you know, whatever struggle they deal with, you know, um, for them to, to see me talking about my experiences and my struggles is very relatable to them, even if they can't relate to it completely. You know what I mean? And that's that's really comforting to hear that I can touch all different types of people from all different walks of life by just being myself. And it was really cool because I was like, at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. So to be able to do it, do what I love and make an impact, it's like the best feeling ever. Um, I know that this is a more of a serious video, but I just wanted to recap on 2021 because I don't know. I just felt like it was appropriate. It's like almost the end of the year. Well, for me, it's almost 2022. But for you guys, it's already 2022. Um, but let me get into some of my New Year's resolution and we can wrap this video up uh, or video. Look at me trying to be a YouTuber. OK, this is a podcast. Wrap this podcast episode up okay let me correct my terminology um some of my new year's resolution well firstly 100 first thing it's gonna sound so corny so cheesy so over said but my mental health i i really really want to focus on my mental health like i really want to prioritize my happiness sometimes though i go through this dilemma where i feel like in order to be where i want to be in life in order to have the career i want to have in order to reach the level of success that i desire that i have to kind of put my mental health down or kind of like scrape it under the rug scrape it under the rug or like you know throw it under the rug whatever the phrase is because in order to reach that point that i want to be at i feel like i have to sacrifice my mental health and sacrifice my happiness and obviously that's not true obviously that's very toxic but sometimes that's how i feel you know like when i'm making videos sometimes i'm not always in the mood to be making videos and sometimes you know just taking a nap or just reading a book would be way better for my mental health but instead I choose to make a video. I choose to record and film and edit because it's what, you know, is going to obviously help me pursue my career. And I know that that's dangerous and I know it's very damaging and I felt the effects of it and I've gone through the consequences of it. And that's why this year has been so dark is because I keep sacrificing my mental health um, for the sake of my career and for the sake of what I love to do. I mean, even during the, the Palestinian movement earlier this year where Palestine was trending and people were going out and marching, seeing those videos hurt me a lot and I, i'm get, i can get very emotional talking about this but seeing those videos of palestinian children was very very mentally draining especially for someone who has family in palestine especially for someone who as a palestinian knows what it's like on a daily day basis it was a bit of survivor's guilt because i am an indigenous palestinian who's a part of the diaspora i am a palestinian who cannot go back to palestine so it feels like a bit of survivor's guilt like oh look everyone else is suffering and i i made it i was lucky enough to make it why me why did i have to make it why couldn't i be you know it was all those questions and, and and i know that might sound silly to a lot of people but it's real and to see those videos was really really hard you know when i was watching those videos i felt like i needed to keep doing stuff like i need to kept you know organizing my community and protesting and posting and marching and and doing everything i could because i thought look at me here with this platform with this voice and this is what i want to do in my life i want to have a platform i want to be successful so that i can make an impact and here i am with that opportunity if i don't do something then everything is meaningless then i failed because that's the whole point of my life my purpose that i've given myself the intention of my career was to make an impact and this is the most personal movement to me so if i can't make an impact here then what the fuck is the purpose of me pursuing my career so I kept pushing myself. I attended countless protests. I gave countless speeches. I posted countless videos. I did the most that I possibly could. I organized my community to the brink of my own mental health. 
And obviously, I know I'm going to I'm not sitting here saying, oh, my God, feel bad for me, because that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that I could have organized my community in a way that didn't have to sacrifice my mental health. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to go to a protest and march for five hours. I could have gone there, you know, march for an hour. I didn't have to, you know, spend hours and hours and hours, you know, um, organizing and organizing and protesting and marching. And I know that that was beneficial. But what I'm trying to say was it it isn't beneficial for anybody when it comes at the sacrifice of my own mental health and at the sacrifice of me. Because at the end of the day, the movement's going to continue, whether I'm posting TikToks or not. But for me to feel like I've, I'm a failure for not being on the streets and being protesting and, and, you know, marching and giving speeches is not it's not beneficial for anyone. And obviously, I'm not sitting here asking for pity. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that if anything comes at the, the cost of your mental health and to the sacrifice of your own well-being, then it's not worth doing. Obviously, I was still going to, you know, scream free Palestine from the top of my lungs because I'm Palestinian and because I, I know what the movement stands for. But, you know, it just, it, it just never benefited either party. Obviously, I know that my videos made an impact and um, I spent so long, you know, on the speeches and attending marches and, and actually flying out of my state, going all the way to Washington, D.C. to attend the biggest Palestinian protest in the whole country where there was almost, I think, 70,000 people there. And I met amazing people there. It was an amazing um march and that's a story for another time actually because that was a very interesting march a lot happened there um i should make a whole podcast episode on it actually but um yeah so i i i I just i should have taken care of myself in that situation while i was you know marching and protesting i could have taken better care of myself rather than neglecting myself you know so that was my 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 take you know during that whole situation and you know, I, I, I'm proud of myself for using my platform because I did and I still do. And obviously it came at the sacrifice. My account was banned like days after that because TikTok hates to see me succeed. Um, the videos were performing well, of course, because people were wanting to learn more. And so I kept posting and posting and TikTok completely banned my account for, and I quote, extremist terrorist activity. I wish I could make that up. I'm not even joking. And they banned my account. Um, and then my my uh, friends had helped me get it back. So five days after being banned, I got back on TikTok and started making videos about it again. <laughs> but I had to obviously slow down because I couldn't risk my account being banned again because I can't obviously make an impact if I don't have a platform to make an impact with. Um, in, in my way. Obviously, there's other ways to make an impact if you're not an influencer or whatever. But my personal way of making an impact was by posting videos. So, yeah, I, I'm proud of myself for that. I do. I give myself kudos. Good job, Mo. Good job, Muhammad. Good job. I made a. I did a good job. Um, and yeah, I also pushed myself out of my comfort zone there because I was giving speeches, and it was the first time that I was doing public speaking since COVID. And so it had been like year and a half, two years since I've done public speaking, and I was just like, literally in a huge crowd of people. It was so scary. And obviously the stakes are very high because the situation is very serious. And so, you know, I had to step out of my comfort zone with public speaking, but I got really good at it really fast. And I got really comfortable because when the stakes are so high, it doesn't matter if you're embarrassed anymore. You know what I mean? I just didn't care. So what? I'm embarrassed. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here for a really good reason. But, um, yeah, I think I've covered all the topics I wanted to talk about today. And I know this was a pretty um lengthy podcast it was kind of all over the place but i just wanted to 
talk about 2021, give you guys a recap of the pros and cons, my New Year's resolution, including focusing on my self-worth, putting my mental health first, um, growing my social media, of course, because I want to focus on my career, getting into stand-up, stepping out of my comfort zone more, trying new foods. I want to do that. I want to also work out more. Um, I want to eat healthier. Um, I want to spend more time with my friends and family. I want to be a better person overall. You know, I want to read more. I want to write poetry more. Um, I want to do better in school. And I just want to be motivated more. That's the biggest one is just have more motivation because sometimes I get very lazy. Um, And also to make more podcast episodes and to make more YouTube videos. If you don't follow me on YouTube, I'll leave it in the description. But yeah, those are my New Year's resolution. I wanted to share them with you guys. Um, I know this episode is going to be one of many. I promise you we will be back. Um, and season one will be relaunched in 2022. If you're if you're listening to this, then it was a success. So hey, hey, hey. Episode two of Young and Curious. Um, hopefully next episode, our co-host, Anim, will join us. But for today, you were stuck with me. Um, so, you know, um, follow us on Instagram at Young and Curious. It'll be in the description. Um because we post updates there and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, thank you guys for spending the whole time with me. You're all the way to the end. Congratulations. You made it through all of my sanity. Um, but thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. Our podcast comes out every week, so be sure to hit that follow and subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in to Young and Curious. Bye!